Hello and welcome back to another episode of Beth Pal Bam. This week, reviewing episode four of Loki, the Nexus event. Um, so we're over the halfway point now. Feels like it's it's gone really quickly. I am joined to discuss this episode by Tony. For all time, always. And Josh. Good evening. So, yep, let's dive into the Nexus event. I'm going to put it up front here. This episode completely clears the uh, dirty taste out of my mouth from the previous episode. Yeah, <laughs> Um And possibly is my favourite episode of any of the shows that we've watched so far. I, know, I was going to yeah. say exactly the same thing at the end. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Best episode of this show and probably the best of the three series so far. Yeah. Um, my first note was just Asgard, as beautiful as ever. Oh, yeah. I, I like <laughs> oh, the slight like, little tweaks. I did did know that it kind of that first shot it reminds me of a church organ well yeah, yeah, it does I, actually, I'm wondering yeah. whether that's what it's meant to look like yeah. weirdly in, in the new hotel at Disneyland Paris um, the bar or the restaurant they've got has got a chandelier that is basically the upside down version of Asgard ah. um, so it's like all crystal chandeliers but it, the middle bit is bigger than the outside bit yep. so it kind of so- goes in a Something in Asgard's got a huge organ. There we go. Hey. I think we already know who that is, don't we, though? <laughs> to be fair. It's Considering he's the one that carries a huge hammer and a huge axe. Um, a hammer pulls it off, don't forget. Yeah, but I'm also wondering whether that's his, his BMW of the Asgard world. <laughs> oh, he that he's covering something up. Um, uh, my next net note is Rensail. What a bitch. Yeah. Who is actually shit at her job? Yeah, and of course within that, I do, I just joke down. How the hell can a kid be a variant anyway? I know. Yeah, what, what could you have done at the age of eleven, yeah. except sneak into Diagon Alley, and like, <laughs> you know, it's ridiculous. Which is what's suggested to me as the episode played out that a lot of what we, the audience, have been told is complete bollocks as well. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. TVA practically also- Marvel's like. FBI or CIA for all time. Yeah. yeah. I did say that the kid is burdened with glorious purpose, though. <laughs> um, but yeah, how did wrestler get promoted? Because she, she popped it up royally. Yeah. Well, it's not Again, even that. So- She's just a complete bitch because she doesn't like even remember why she went after. Or does she, man. though? Because mm. if you watch that scene, she smirks to herself when she told her she can't remember. Yeah, There's so yeah. many layers to Renslayer in this episode. I loved yeah. it. <laughs> and sticking with that scene, that when they enter the, the chamber with the, the timekeepers, the glowing mm. eyes, it reminds me of the Watchers. And I'm wondering whether yeah. these androids are based on the Watchers to make you think they're something special. Yeah, mm. they're on there. Um, it was such yeah. an early shot, though, that first time she walked yeah. in there and... Just really is right way to go into the credits. And then, I wasn't then expecting kind of, Kang the Conqueror to be one of them, though. Yeah, mm. I still think he's possibly something to I, do with yeah, it, though. Somewhere there, yeah. I've, I've yeah. got thoughts on that. We'll get to at the end, probably. Yeah. yeah. Um. Then moving on to to Owen Wilson, who obviously was missing massively in the previous episode. Uh, I said he doesn't do shifty very often with his characters because normally he's this happy-go-lucky kind of comedic mm. actor or he's a car but, or he's a car yeah <laughs> or he's selling sofas um, not now I noticed on the opera last night <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it is. I noted that the other day. Um, but he does shifty really perfectly in in this episode. Yes, he does. There's a scene we come up to where he's brilliant. Yeah. Um, I thought the CGI apocalypse, um, once we, we get them sitting there with it behind them, looks Look, fantastic. Right, wasn't it? Because yeah. they changed it, didn't they, from the trailer, I think? Yeah. They sort of lead us up a different path as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I, I love that. And and that scene as well. I actually find the Loki on Loki love quite sweet. Yeah, it is. It, I, it, it, it could be weird, but it isn't because yeah. that is Loki. And it's just, <laughs> he loves himself. We already know that. Yeah. And and there is definitely a difference between the two of them. The, the personalities aren't the same. Yeah. Yeah. There is, there is definitely a difference between them, other than the fact that one's male and one's female. Um, well, I think she, so she's got a lot more confidence than him as well. Yeah. Yeah, one. definitely. Uh, because she's been out in the world on her own. Mm, yeah, uh, she's learned to to have to portray herself in a different way. Whereas Loki has always felt kind of under the thumb and underappreciated because of Thor and yeah and things like that. Um, and I said w- with these scenes as well. I think the reason why I I love Tom in these films and also Benedict Cumberbatch is because they are classically trained. Yeah, yeah, and it feels so theater, different. Didn't... It feels so different to everybody else that's in a superhero movie. Yeah. You don't expect them to be these massively big Shakespeare actors. Obviously, we've had Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen, but they've kind of been elder statesmen yeah. of, of, of that and have kind of come towards the end of their careers and have taken these roles, whereas Tom and Benedict have taken them quite early on. Um, and I just love how he, he sells himself as Loki in these yeah. these episodes. Great, great to hear two Brits as well centre stage in it, I think, as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I did like the, the scene when um, Owen Wilson has a complete rant at him uh, and Loki calls him a folksy dope and then Owen Wilson <laughs> just turns around and calls him an arsehole. <laughs> just, just brilliant between those two. It has been yeah. throughout the whole series. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Just, just love that chemistry. And then we get on to the, the first cameo Yes. of the episode. The return of Lady Sif. Did not see that. I really, no, I really that didn't see me it completely. I was, I was sitting there and I'm thinking, well, he's clearly in Asgard. Yeah. But what are they going to do? Is it going to be some random... Is it going to be Throg? At no, this I, point? You know we... I thought, I thought um, you know, the really big ginger guy who always has the, the axe of the yeah. uh, Lady Sif and the Warriors 3? Oh, yeah. I thought it would be him because he's... Yeah. He's not a massively well-known actor, and they can say, "Yeah, oh, come on, let's have a come back to this little scene." Yeah. Mm. yeah, and the one thing I want to know is that the scene was quite clearly built around her, due to the fact that she had short hair at the time. Yeah, um, so that's the reason why uh, it's all about Loki cutting her hair off, because yeah. <laughs> they're clip-on bits in her head, <laughs> not her real hair or a wig. Um, I believe so, she's back for the next film, isn't she? Next yeah, well, film. that's what she's she's teasing now is that mm-hmm. she she is back. Yeah. Um, for the next one. I need more. Um, Jamie. I, I also wrote uh, right in the no no circle. <laughs> yeah, right in the pumps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what it's it's come to be called in our house recently. It's the no no circle. <laughs> um, then again, I started. That- I was gonna say that shows because we see. I'll just jump before a little bit to the in terms of the fight at the end, where he can hold his own against people who aren't powered or aren't gods and stuff. 
but he is rubbish against non-mortals, basically, isn't he? Yeah. Fight yeah, skills he just don't come up. He just cannot He definitely defend. suffers. And right from right from the start, really, from the first time he was introduced, he's taken a battering in yeah. every film. Yeah. Um, we just have to look back to uh, Puny God mm. uh, and things things like that. <laughs> um, I did notice once, you know, when they when when he goes into Renslayer's office, mm. um, they concentrated on single shots, and I think that must have been a reshoot during COVID. Mm. Because oh, they possibly, don't show yeah. them together, and it is literally that same shot each time. The camera mm. doesn't move, mm. um, and at times you can see that they're not quite looking in the same spot. Right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and I think that must have been a reshoot during during COVID um, mm. that they had to shoot that scene. And mm. and again, that's another scene that Renslayer just pisses me off at this point. But she was great, well, great in, in the sense of really boo-hissing it. So she's yep. so shifty in this episode. See, to and, me, and, yeah. and it felt yeah. like, sorry, she's just one of those felt like villains. 24. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's just going to be one of those villains to me that, like, just comes completely out of left field. You think she's actually going to be, like, part of Team Loki, if you want to say that, as this yeah. series go for, goes forward. But, oh, no. She's actually, well, she might not be behind all of it, but she's like the one that everyone loves to hate out of this series. Mm. Yeah. And also, this is a, a mention that Tony and myself talked about uh, when he mentions who they've captured previously. Oh, that um, line we get our, as well. Get our mention of vampires. But yes. Does it mean Blade or does it mean Morbius? Well, yeah. Because, of course, we're now oh. thinking that Morbius might be a Nexus event. Mm. And from a different different timeline. Yeah. So it could well be that he's talking about Morbius at that point, not Blade. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that really pissed me off when Marvel came or Sony came out and said, Oh, Morbius is its own film. But I'm I'm then thinking, hang on, but Michael Ke- Michael Keaton is in the trailer and you yeah. don't expect people to think it's the vulture. Yeah. So exactly. So I'm thinking it might it might be a, another one of these branches. Mm. Um, and that could well be that they're talking about Mo- Morbius rather than rather than Blade at this point. Yeah. Um, Still great to hear it th- in there, though. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Then then we get to him being um, Mobius inter- interviewing Loki again, as we've seen previously. I don't quite get why you think he would he was working for her. I don't. When he quite clearly knows our Loki better than he knows her, I don't. I think he would think that she was working for him. Well, I think he does, um, and I, it, it, it's all part of the same sort of toying with Loki, with our Loki, I think, sort of yeah. trying to get that information out of him. And he kind of leads him to the emotional bit, really. I think and I, I think it is all calculated, like you were saying a minute ago about him being shifty. The whole interview yeah. with Bobby has been calculating, and it's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it runs through this this whole section of the episode as well, doesn't it? Mm. Um, obviously, when he goes to the office to sign off the case, yeah. Um, he's obviously pre-planned what he's going to do when he goes in there. Yeah. He yeah. knows quite clearly what he's doing. Yeah. Well, he gets um, his, uh, you can see that Loki has got into his head in that in that, that exchange mm. before he carts him back into the cell. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah, he's, he's obviously, I, when he gets to the office, like you say, he's got that in mind to do that, that swap. Yeah. Yeah. I also like that uh, Hunter B-15 seems to soften. Like, she's a completely different person now. She's seeing what 
possibly yeah. she thinks is her past. Yeah, I, I quite like bits. that character. Yeah, where she, we can see throughout the start of the episode, she's clearly not right, isn't she? And then yeah, yeah, and, and it, it's weird. We were we were talking on our on our other show the other day, uh, for the love of the franchise, which will be coming out around the same time as this episode, um, about people that had been in uh, Black Mirror. Well, both yeah. um, Hunter B fifteen and Renslayer, the actresses that play those characters, actually popped up in Black Mirror while I was watching it this week. <laughs> um, so it seems like a lot of people uh, in the MCU have have turned up in. In Black Mirror, obviously, yeah. including Hayley Atwell as well, um, yeah. and a few others uh, have popped up. But it seems um, quite a lot of the Loki cast have, have made an appearance in, in that show as well. So it's quite strange. Um, I do like that Mobius has to make sure, by stealing the, the Tempad, to yeah. make sure that he, he wasn't falling for Loki again. He wasn't falling yeah. for his tricks, yeah. and that he, he actually was right. The um, bit I picked out of this soul exchange as well was, why did the the timekeeper suppose they wanted it to be like a kind of to witness the pruning of Moby of um the variants? I thought that was really interesting. And why mm. do they want Mobius there as well? Because she told him she he needed to be there. I yeah, thought, I wonder what the purpose of that was. Yeah, and then obviously the the stunner of the episode um is is Mobius being <laughs> killed off. Um, but obviously. That's until we get the payoff at the end of the episode. Yeah. Again, um, yeah, it just completely pulls the rug from Andy, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I the feel one... my eyes widening as he was just being disintegrated. I was like, have they just actually done that? But the tension yeah. is right there from when they step out and she's there with her team. And, oh. Yeah. yeah. Um, then oh, my only bit I'm going to pick a hole in in this episode, the timekeepers. I couldn't understand a fucking word they were saying. I was just like, what the hell is going on? Why, why are they talking like that? I know one of them's got a moustache, but that does not stop you talking <laughs> loudly. Yeah. I learned that um, mistake with WandaVision. I got the subtitles on every time now when I watch. Um, I, could, I eventually made out what they were saying, more to do with the, the fact that what they were replying to them. Yeah. Um, I've got it. Uh, I like the fact that B15 saves the day, that she comes in and, and lets them go. I, I think that's a really nice nod. And she yeah. doesn't die. No, she's, they're not, she's, I think they just knocked her out. Yeah. Yeah. Which, her out. which confuses me because they just go around killing everybody else. Um, so it surprises me that they didn't just disintegrate her there and then. Mm. Um, but yeah, she's still alive. So hopefully she's going to pop up in the next couple of episodes again. Yeah. Um, the fight scene for me is probably the best fight scene we've seen in these three shows, even mm. better than a lot of the, the Captain, uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier stuff, which yeah. is a bit surprising because you expect uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I want to keep calling him Captain America now. Um, <laughs> yeah. You expect that those fights to be massive in that show and you don't in this one. And it's just mm. superb. Mm. Great choreography mm. and just brilliant for me. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't expecting the Android twist either. No, no. again, I, was, I thought no. they were going to be something, and then just for its head just to come off like that and roll down in front of them with the sparks yeah. flying out of it, I was like, they're not real. That's an Android. That's just yeah. bizarre. And then they just, the other two just die. 
up there. They just go. Mm. Yeah, they, yeah, they switch themselves <laughs> off, don't they? This is what it was yeah. like for me. It was like uh, Wizard of Oz. Mm. When like you pull back the curtain and it's not what you think type thing. Yeah. But but then even when if one gets killed or gets its head chopped off anyway, then the other two just immediately die along with it. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah like love that scene. Just completely caught me out. And then of course we get the even bigger shock of Loki being disintegrated. There was a lot of pruning in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, what the hell? Now now we're down to Lady Loki, and that's it. That's all we've got left. Um, yeah. I've, I've got my little theories about this. I don't think pruning is actually what we think. I think it should be called displacement, and it displaces yeah. a variant into another. Yeah, universe. well, because if you think about it, uh, the the first time we see Sylvie, she has no hesitation in pruning a couple of those guards, and we watch yeah. it at the time, and we're thinking, "Holy shit, she's just off two guards." Yeah, but yeah, and quite clearly know, she isn't. Yeah. So the question is then, where are the others all going? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, before we get on to that, that end credit scene, I thought that was a great choice of credit music. Yeah. yeah. Listening listen to, the, to the lyrics. The lyrics, yeah. The lyrics the stuff about the pull, pulling the moon down and things like that yeah. in there. It's just yeah. so clever. Yeah. So the end credit. All I well, actually, actually say, before that, we should just mention that the I was going to mention the pickup on the bit where Renslayer actually wants her to prune her, Sylvia yeah. Pruner. So the old episode, to get into that, I get the feeling that she's acting under coercion a little bit. Yeah. When she prune, gets orders Mobius pruned, she's not happy in doing it. You can see it in her face. No. So hopefully, I think, hopefully we'll find out through some sort of flashback or something at the start of the next episode of how we got to this point with her. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the end credit, all I'm going to say is, I told you so on Richard E. Grant. I knew he was Loki. <laughs> I knew right from the word go that he was Loki. Uh, but I wasn't expecting him in that costume. You know what? Right. It's another it's a thing uh, parallel that people have drawn between the two shows online of Loki and Doctor Who. They both have a, a version of Richard E. Grant as the main character that no one talks about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this is how bad it is. My wife is a massive Richard E. Grant fan. She's written to him everything. Um, and I put that on and she didn't even recognise him. Oh, oh my she was She was so blinded by the costume <laughs> that she didn't recognise him. She was just like, that guy's got great big horns and a yellow costume on. And I went, are you seriously deficient and you don't know <laughs> who that is? And I actually had to pause it and she still didn't get it. <laughs> and I actually oh had God. to say, it's Richard E. Grant. Listen to the voiceover. Um, and eventually she was like, oh, God, it is. <laughs> um, but do you know what? I missed the alligator the first time round. Oh, did you? I, I didn't notice the fact that the kid was holding the alligator. Well, I spotted the alligator, but I didn't spot the horns. <laughs> I didn't twig that he was a Loki variant straight away. It's not often you get to see a crocodile's horn every day, is it? <laughs> we all knew that we were going to get the, the kid, Loki. I think that had been pretty yeah, much yeah. guessed from the, the casting. Um, so, but to actually see them all on screen is quite quite funny. So now we get to the crux of the matter in terms of where do we think this is? Is it sounds like maybe this, the MCU's version of the Phantom Zone for Loki's? 
or for everybody that's been well i no i think it's just for loki because i believe they've sent him to the point of his worst defeat yeah which is new york yeah. No, see, I'm of a slightly different opinion. I believe that the sacred timeline is the sacred timeline, but all the other multiverses are locked off from the main timeline unless you are pruned. And when you're pruned, you are put into that alternate universe. Yeah. But only with yourself and your other variants. So Owen Wilson's off with his own other variants that are just constantly saying wow to each other. Uh. And, um, Loki's with and then we'll get Car Mobius as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Gotta, because gotta have like the McQueen in there. I mean, I've been I've been picking up bits and pieces online the last couple of days, and, and the one sort of theory I said that came out of it that I kind of tend to agree with is a, a part part of the BS that we're told by the TVA is the multiverse is already out there, and the sacred yeah. timeline itself. Yeah, the idea that, is yeah. bollocks. There is more yeah. than one timeline, despite what the TVA says. Yeah, and it's a and this is where Spider-Man come in. Yeah. yeah, and this is where the other Spider-Men have come in. Yeah, is that we'll find that there is actually a timeline that's been running for centuries. Yeah, yeah, and it's whoever um, is pulling the strings in this one wants to perpetuate that idea. It's yeah. Kang. I'm, I'm, telling, I'm telling you. I'm yeah, I think it's Kang. Well, now again, pulling this from various sources and thinking about it a little bit, and the way the other two shows have gone, I think. It's an ultimate Loki out there somewhere that wants to get rid of every other one or lock every other one away. Well, the rumor how is how they create that, it, I don't know, but yeah. Well, the rumor is that Kang is going to be a Loki variant, okay, rather than rather than his original um, story, which is these is he the great grandson of Reed Richards and. Yeah, and he's from the, is he from the 51st from the century, yeah. Josh, or something like that? Yeah, or? something like that, yeah. 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 Um, so they're, they're, there's talk that that might be their, their way around it, that Kang that, will actually be a Loki variant. In that, which would then make sense a little bit, because with, with, with Kang coming in the film, and like you're saying, the way the other two shows have gone, where it turned out there wasn't a Mephisto, and there wasn't yeah. a third-party power broker, and they, they have kept things very tight in the show, and, and the show is called Loki. So, yeah, so... So it's probably going to be a bit of both, perhaps, then. Yeah. Yeah, we shall see. We've got two more weeks. Um, but I think we've all agreed that this is by far the best episode we've had yet. Yeah. And, and yeah. That's, that's saying something, because the first two episodes of Loki were superb as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was just episode three that kind of... Shattered on out. Death. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, this one's certainly brought it back to where it was the first two episodes and, and I can't wait now for these these last two to see more from the, the Loki variants that we've we met very briefly uh, at the end of the last episode and, and to see where it where it takes us. Yeah. So there we go. So as I said, we have got a couple of other shows that we host between us. Um, as I said, there's one due to come out around the same time as this. Uh, which is uh, for the love of a franchise, which is our review of the final two Harry Potter movies. Um, we're just about to complete that episode after we finish this. Uh, so go and check those out, and we'll be moving on to a new franchise later on in the month. We won't spoil that. You'll have to listen to uh, For the Love of a Franchise to find out what our next uh, franchise is that we're picking. And for Tony and myself, we have 
uh, and the winner is, which we've just released our second episode for June um, in the last couple of days, uh, which is our review of Schindler's List, which was a very difficult one for, for both of us to do for, for varying reasons. So go and check that one out for us because it, it was a bit of uh, a labour of love to, to get that one done, I think. Um, so go and check those two shows out and we will be back with episode Quite five fine. of this and at some point our review of Black Widow will be out in the next couple of weeks as well um, so stay tuned for that and we will be back with those two episodes thank you boys for joining me no and we will see you on the next episode stay safe Good night. this podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.